listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you, who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and today is a solo episode. We're talking about my my six favorite applications, tools to help you sell more digital products. Now, before I dive into the six tools that I want to discuss today, I'm going to start by saying that this episode is not intended for me to convince you to use a certain tool over another tool. This is not me telling you that you absolutely positively need these tools in order to be successful. The purpose of this podcast episode is just to show you what tools I use to run my digital product business and how they've helped me sell more digital products. It's up to you to decide which one makes sense for you if it makes sense for you at all. Now, with that being said, Everybody's business is different. Everyone's selling different products. So what might what works for me might very well not work for you. So keep that in mind and just listen to what I have to say to make an informed decision when deciding what's right for you. I will have links to all of the tools that I'm discussing in the show notes. So if you're interested in learning more, definitely go take a look at the show notes by tapping on the image in your podcast application and you'll be able to access all of the notes and all the links and all the goodies that go with it. So without further ado, let's get started talking about my six favorite applications in no particular order. I don't love number one over number six, but we're just starting with number one. Okay. So the first application that we're talking about today is called FOMO. Now FOMO, I believe it's probably named because FOMO stands for fear of missing out. And that's exactly the insecurity that this product kind of preys on. So essentially what FOMO is, is it's a tool that shows proof that other people have either downloaded your lead magnet or purchased your product before. So let's say Joe in New York is viewing your sales page. Joe is looking at your sales page, scrolling through and thinking, oh, this looks good, this looks good. But in the back of Joe's mind, he's thinking to himself, I don't know if I want to buy this. I'm nervous that I'm like the only one in the world that's buying this. Um, Is there anybody else that has bought this before? And that might be a very conscious thought, or it could be a very subconscious thought. Joe doesn't even know that that's an objection that he has potentially to buying this product. So, and that's very common. You know, when we are selling a product, we have to understand all of our customers' potential objections. And there are many potential objections. Price, concern that it works or doesn't work. And one of those objections is, is anyone else buying this? And you can answer that objection before they're even, they even know that it, it, it's an objection that they're considering by showing proof that other people have in fact purchased this product before. Okay, and FOMO is a tool that helps you accomplish this. Essentially, it shows a little blurb at the bottom of your screen. Well, really, you can configure it to be at the top of your screen, the bottom right, bottom left, wherever you want it to be. But you can, I usually put it at the bottom left, and it shows a blurb that says, so and so, so let's just say Nancy, just but Nancy from Wisconsin just bought this, or Nancy from Wisconsin just purchased your 
uh, or just signed up for your freebie. And what that does is it shows Joe or whoever it is that's viewing your sales page or your lead magnet page that, hey, there's another person in the world that's also interested in this. I'm not the only one. So FOMO really helps to increase your trust, your traffic, and sales with social proof automation. Now this is not something that you have to manually configure. Essentially when you decide you want to start using FOMO, you connect FOMO to your checkout process. And that way FOMO will know if somebody bought your product. So you don't have to go configure all of the different payments by yourself. All you need to do is connect it to your shopping cart or whatever checkout tool that you use and it will automatically log any payments that were made and it'll display those for you. And the same thing is true if you wanna use this for a freebie. So you would just connect it to your email service provider so that FOMO could see every time somebody signs up for your lead magnet, now they can start displaying that on your website so that other people can see. Okay, and there's a lot of automation that you can do with this. So there's like geolocation automation. So if you've ever ever been to a website and you see a tool like FOMO or similar showcasing purchases, you might notice that some of these people who are buying the product, they live near you or they live in the state next over to you. I was um, looking at a website once and I actually saw, it was the craziest thing, but I saw somebody that I know purchase a product and it was displayed through FOMO and it said so-and-so in Buffalo, New York, which is where I lived at the time, purchased this product and I was like, oh my gosh, I know that person. It was the craziest thing ever and that's what geolocation um, automation does. It shows people in your area. It can even show people that you know and that especially would work to help convince your customers that this is legitimate and they should buy it. In terms of pricing, there is a 14-day free trial and then the basic plan as of now is $39 a month. And honestly, the basic plan is probably enough for you. So FOMO is a great tool. I used it for my virtual summit. I use it for my digital products and I really love it. It's super simple. You just set it and forget it and it works automatically for you. Lots of other alternatives out there. This is just the one that I've chosen to use and really enjoy it, but obviously do your homework to see if there's something else better suited to you. But ultimately, the act of showing proof that other people have bought the product or signed up for your lead magnet, it goes a really long way to help reassure the people who are currently on your site that there are other real live human beings who are also interested and who have taken action. So the next tool that I use and love and have loved for a really long time is called Deadline Funnel. And you've probably heard me talk about Deadline Funnel a lot in the past and that's because it's honestly probably the most important tool that I use in my business. So basically this is a tool that adds urgency to your marketing funnel and essentially helps you sell more in less time. So what does that mean? So I'm gonna give you a few examples of ways that you can use Deadline Funnel and by me explaining these different strategies, you'll you'll begin to understand what Deadline Funnel actually is and what role it, it plays in your funnel. So let's say you wanna set up a tripwire. So if you don't know what a tripwire is, that is a low cost product that's offered to your new email subscribers for a limited amount of time after they sign up for your email list. 
Essentially, someone signs up for your freebie, they're immediately taken to a page which shows them a low-cost product that they can buy for an extremely low price, usually around $9, $12 or so, but they have a limited amount of time to buy. So there's a timer on that page and it's probably around 15 to 20 minutes tops. So how do you accomplish this? How do you actually set up a tripwire? Obviously, you need some amount of technology in order to make this possible. Number one, you need a timer. And number two, you need to have the capability to lock down the pages so that not anyone can access it. You don't want some random person on the web being able to access this page. And you want the page to expire when the timer runs out. So how do you do that? You do that with a tool called Deadline Funnel. Deadline Funnel is both the timer and the expiration mechanism by which you can run a system like a tripwire. And I always recommend people, especially when they're new to marketing and new to monetizing with digital products, to set up a tripwire as soon as possible because it's one of those ways that you can start making money really, really fast with not a lot of effort. It runs on autopilot, oftentimes, Tripwires are the very first experience that many digital product creators have in making money while you're sleeping. Um, it's a very exciting feeling to wake up, check your email, and see that you made money, even if it wasn't a lot of money. But just the act of opening up your, in your inbox in the morning to see you made $20 while you were sleeping last night. That was a pretty efficient night's sleep, if you ask me. And Deadline Funnel helps you do that. Another example. Let's say you want to set up an evergreen funnel for your subscribers so that you don't have to keep launching your product over and over and over again because let's all be real, launching over and over and over again is no easy feat. It can take a lot out of you physically, mentally, emotionally, all that stuff. So if there's a way to avoid it, why not take that route, right? Like why not take advantage of that opportunity? So how does this work? Essentially, you integrate your email list to Deadline Funnel, really easy to do so that when a subscriber, let's call her Nancy again, Nancy signs up for your email list, Nancy's automatically gonna have a deadline associated to her account. Let's say she signs up on May 1st. You set up a, an evergreen launch, okay, with deadline funnel. So essentially when Nancy signs up on May 1st, Nancy has a deadline automatically added to her account that says the deadline is May 7th. Okay, obviously between May 1st and May 7th, you're gonna be sending her emails with timers embedded. Those are deadline funnel timers, by the way, that are saying, hey, here's my product. Hey, go purchase my product. Your timer is running out. When the timer runs out, this offer is going to expire. And when that timer runs out, if Nancy hasn't purchased already, she won't be able to access that anymore. Now let's say Joe comes around the day after Nancy to sign up for your lead magnet. So let's say Joe comes on May 2nd. Joe's deadline is now May 8th. So if Joe purchases um, before May 8th, great. But if he doesn't, when May 8th hits and that timer runs out, he won't be able to access any of the pages in the funnel anymore. Why is this so useful? Because again, you don't wanna be launching over and over again. And it's evergreen, meaning it lives forever, okay? So that people who sign up at different dates will have different deadlines, which means you're basically launching over and over and over again, only doing the work one time. So every unique subscriber has a unique deadline that's associated to when they actually signed up for the account. 
Um, you can obviously, in addition to an evergreen funnel, you can do even simpler things with deadline funnel, like fixed date launches, okay? Um, you can also give like have like a webinar sequence i use deadline funnel mostly with evergreen funnels webinar funnels and for tripwires those are the big three that i use it with um, but i've also used deadline funnel for my virtual summit and that was like one of the things i definitely could not live without because with the summit everything is free for 24 hours um, and then it expires and there's multiple days of the summit so for me i had to create lots of different um, timers and deadline funnel to make sure people weren't accessing pages they didn't they weren't supposed to have access to after the 24 hours i really could not have done that without a tool like deadline funnel so if you're running a summit a virtual summit i would say deadline funnel is one of those like must have tools for sure okay so number three uh tool number three is thrive architect so in order to sell digital products, you obviously need to have beautiful sales pages. It's one of those things like you can't actually sell your product if you don't have a sales page, right? Um, now you can use lots of different things to create a sales page, but I was introduced to Thrive Architect because when I started my very first website, I had no idea anything about launching a website or you know, web design or anything like that. But my brother had a Thrive Themes membership. And so, and a Thrive Themes membership allows you to have um, a Thrive theme on any number of websites. So he just gave me his access. Um, and so I had a Thrive theme. And because I had a Thrive theme, I also had access to all of the plugins, which meant that I had access to Thrive Architect. And because of that, I was introduced to the most sophisticated um, WordPress membership suite that probably exists. There's, uh, there's amazing other alternatives. Don't get me wrong, I've used Divi and I love Divi. I know some people love like Elementor and I don't know, there's so many other options out there of course. But for me, when I find something that works and it's beautiful and it's sophisticated and it can bend over backwards, I'm gonna stick with it because it works. And if you go take a look at some of the biggest digital marketers in the world on the web, most of them are using Thrive. And so I feel confident in knowing that I am using a tool that if they can do it well, I can do it well too. So again, I use Thrive Architect to create my sales pages. As of yet, I have never had to hire a designer. Not to say that uh, hiring a designer isn't an amazing thing to do. It's just not something that I've needed to do as of yet because I've been able to create beautiful sales pages with Thrive Architect with Thrive Architect. And if you're like me and not design inclined, Thrive Architect is going to help you create very professional looking sales pages without needing to dig too deeply into your pockets. You pay, if you wanted to have a membership with Thrive and have access to their Thrive themes and all of the plugins that go with it, I think you can pay like $200 a year for that. But if you just wanted Thrive Architect, if you just want the capability to create beautiful sales pages and landing pages for your freebie and like anything else that you want to do thrive architect is going to be more than enough and i believe right now it's a one-time purchase of somewhere around 67 dollars okay so it's not too much of an investment and it gives you so much insane functionality that like i don't know it's just it's so worth it if you're only going to buy the 67 dollars thrive architect you're good like you have what you need so some of the features that I love, Thrive Architect has pre-formatted testimonials. 
They have really cool styled boxes. They have pricing widgets for pricing tables. Literally any design that you could possibly want to create for your sales page can be accomplished with Thrive Architect. Now, full disclosure, I am a believer that an ugly sales page can still sell your product if your product messaging is solid. Like you can go to a blank website, like it's just white background, nothing else. And as long as your sales letter, like the copy on your sales page for your product is solid, you're still gonna sell your product. But imagine how much power you're gonna have when you have both a stellar product message and a stellar design for your sales page. That combination is dynamite. Truly the sky is the limit. And I really believe that Thrive Architect is like the tool to help you get there. Um, in Rebel Boss University, a lot of our members end up purchasing Thrive Architect just because they say that it's like the thing that's missing. They have either free WordPress themes or they have like paid WordPress themes but don't have the functionality to create really customized, beautiful sales pages. Um, and they don't need a whole new theme, but they just need a tool that's gonna help them create a beautiful sales page. So they end up just going to purchase the Thrive Architect builder and that gives them everything that they need, which is super important. And everyone's been like, they it, there's a little bit of a learning curve for sure like it takes you like a week or two to get used to it but once you learn it it's like you can't go back you drank the kool-aid and now you're a thrive architect believer for life so really really powerful stuff with this um definitely take a look if you're in the market for something like that Okay, product number four for me is ConvertKit. Now again, I'm gonna go back to what I said at the beginning and remind you that I'm not here to tell you that one product is better than the other or that you should absolutely have this product in order to be successful selling a digital product. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. I am a customer of ConvertKit and I love ConvertKit and that's why I'm sharing it as one of my favorite tools that helps me sell my digital products. It does not mean that you need to move from MailerLite to ConvertKit or that whatever decision you made is a bad decision. This is me just talking about what I like. Okay, so I have jumped around from different email service providers over the years. I started with MailChimp. I went to Aweber and then I moved over to ConvertKit shortly thereafter. If you're not familiar with an email service provider, it's the tool that allows you to collect email addresses in exchange for a freebie, and then it allows you to send out emails to your subscribers, okay? So here's why ConvertKit is awesome. It's got all the bells and whistles for really sophisticated marketing funnels, but not too much that it's distracting. Okay, so it's got more than enough automation capabilities to allow it to scale with you as your business grows. And when you're just starting out, like you're in the beginning, you have barely any subscribers, maybe 10, maybe 20, half of them are your family members. You don't need something crazy, right? You need something simple. And that's what I loved about ConvertKit because it wasn't outrageously difficult to understand. It wasn't so insanely powerful in the beginning that you felt stumped and you didn't know how to move forward. It's very intuitive. You log into your account, you create a form, you hook your freebie up to your form, you put it on your website, you're done. You create an email broadcast or you create a welcome email sequence that you attach to your form. You can create a landing page. It hooks up really easily. That's what you need at the beginning, the foundations. You don't need all the bells and whistles. But as you start to grow, you get your first 500 subscribers, then 1,000 subscribers, and you continue to grow, which is ultimately the goal. 
you're going to want to start trying more automations. You're going to want to set up more complicated funnels. You're going to want to figure out how to tag your customers as a customer so that you can exclude them from sales emails. You'll want to figure out how to nurture your new leads with the right content before sending them over to your next sequence. ConvertKit grows with you, and that's probably what I like about it the most. The worst thing that you could do is make a decision just for the present and not thinking about the future at all. Your goal as a business owner is to grow, and you need to remember that. You can't just say, well, I'm small now, so I'm going to make a decision based on being small. No, you need to think big. You need to be optimistic about your future. Your goal is to grow. So the tool that you marry yourself to now should be able to grow with you without distracting you too much in the present. Here's what most people don't like about ConvertKit. They don't like the fact that it's never free. Now, you can get a free trial to ConvertKit. If you go to their website, they'll give you a 14-day free trial, and I can leave you guys my 30-day free trial link in the show notes if there's anyone who wants it. But beyond that, you're not going to get it for free, okay? But honestly, my personal opinion on spending money on your email list is it's motivation to grow your list a little bit faster so that you can make up that money, okay? So I think it's $29 up until your first 1,000 subscribers. And no, this is not me telling you that you absolutely have to pay $29 a month to ConvertKit in order to grow your email list and have a really profitable business. No, if, if $29 a month is going to put your family in financial distress, don't do it. Find a free alternative. But if you can swing the $29, you're going to get so much out of it. So if it makes sense for you financially, it's not going to set you back and it's just an investment in your business. And all you need to do is coach yourself that investing in your business is going to help you be more successful and give you more opportunity to be successful, then do it, right? But if it's going to set you back, obviously don't do it. Okay. Moving on, tool number five is called Asana. Asana is the tool that I use to keep my shit organized. (laughs) Other people refer to this as a project management tool. For me, I call it my shit organization tool. (laughs) So I've used Trello in the past, and if you guys have been around me for a long time, you know that I'm a big fan of Trello, but I ended up moving over to Asana because it's still free, just like Trello is free, but it has more functionality. So because of that, it can do everything Trello can do and more. I've moved everything over there. I love Asana because you can create multiple projects, invite multiple uh, collaborators on projects, and manage entire systems there. Honestly, I don't know where I would be without Asana because Asana is like the place that I go to brain dump when I can't sleep at night. It's the place that I organize everything so that my business runs. Like if I didn't have Asana, I would be dropping all kinds of balls in all kinds of places and that would be not fun. So I'm going to give you a few examples of how I use Asana so that you can start to figure out how it might work for you in your business, if at all. So I created, you guys know I have this podcast, obviously, because you're listening to this podcast. My entire podcast publication system is hosted within Asana and managed in Asana. So there is an entire project in Asana for managing the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, and it takes all of the thinking out of the little things. So what happens is once my podcast is recorded, I upload the transcription into the tool that I use to transcribe my podcasts, and then I go into Asana, into my Rebel Boss Ladies Asana project, I create a new card that says, this is for this podcast, podcast episode 22, for example. And then I'll move it from the um, draft column over to the 
in process column and in that card is an entire checklist of all the things that needs to be done in um, in order to publish the podcast. And some of those tool uh, some of those tasks are for Alana to do and some of those are for me to do. And there's an entire deadline on the card, but then there's also deadline sub deadlines inside of the card so that we can actually publish the podcast on time. So when I do that, when I create this card and I assign the task to Alana, she knows that she needs to go in and meet those deadlines, okay? She's also able to complete the entire process on her schedule, on her terms, in her own time before the deadline, and everything is all neat and organized in Asana so that there's no confusion who's doing what, who's doing what when, what's missing, what's not done yet. I can always log in to see her progress and she can log in to see mine and we can see what's missing or not missing. Another example of how I use Asana is managing my entire virtual summit planning and execution process in Asana. Um, I did that for the first time. I will continue to do that in the future because, like I said, when you are running a massive project, there are lots of pieces involved. And with those pieces, there are sub-pieces, and there's just a thousand things to do. You don't want all those things living in your brain. You don't need that kind of stress or pressure. So take them out of your brain, dump them into Asana so that you can sleep at night. (laughs) It takes all of the thinking out of everything and ensures that I'm not going to drop a ball or forget anything. Now, the cool thing is, in my Asana account, I can have multiple projects. And inside of those projects, I can invite multiple collaborators. So for my Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, Alana is my virtual assistant there. So she's in that account. But for my uh, Rebel Boss Summit virtual summit, I'll add in my new virtual assistant to that project so that she can be a part of that. The two are not related, the podcast and the summit, so they don't need to be in each other's project. So I have one VA in one project and another VA and another project. I'm in both. I can see where everyone is. I can see all the progress and it all works out really, really well. I also use Asana just to like um, brainstorm some new ideas. I use Asana to track my podcast outreach. So I do some PR outreach where I try to get myself onto other podcasts and um, in like blogs and, you know, is showcased on social media. I'm doing my own PR efforts. And so I'll manage that there. I'll create a a list of people that I want to reach out to. And as I reach out to them, I'll update each item with, you know, what I sent in an email and on what date I should follow up. And all of that used to be managed in a spreadsheet, but now it's managed in Asana, which is just way more organized because my spreadsheet was never sending me an email saying, hey, Eden, you need to follow up to this person today. Um, So Anasana is doing that, which is amazing. So kind of like hand in hand with Asana is Slack, a very different tool, but I use it in conjunction with Asana. So Slack is like a chat tool, but for work, you create a Slack account and then within the account, you can create different channels. And those channels are different topics. Like think of it as like a TV that has different channels, sports channel, I don't know, sitcom channel. I guess channels don't really work like that anymore. There's more like networks with lots of different shows, but you know, if we're thinking old school, that's how it used to be. So I have everyone that works with me in my Slack channel. So right now I have one virtual assistant, Alana. um, And what happens is we have all of our projects managed in Asana, but if there is something that needs like actual communication, 
what happens is Alana will go to Slack and ask me a question like, hey, I saw that you didn't put in the title for this podcast. Can you let me know what this title is going to be so I can go ahead and put that title into the graphic templates? So instead of sending an email, she goes to Slack and sends me a quick message and it just takes all the noise out of your inbox. And it also keeps everything organized. Because in my Slack account, I'll have a podcast channel. I'll have a newsletter channel. So if Alana's working on the podcast and she has a question about the podcast, she'll go to the podcast channel and ask me that question. If she has a question about this week's newsletter, she's going to go to the newsletter channel and ask me a question about that. So everything is broken down so that we can keep our messages organized. Because let's say a week from now, she forgot what answer I gave her. She can just go back to the podcast channel and get that answer and it's all still there there for her to look at. So email is super hard to manage these days. It's like the war in our inbox. Anything that we can take out of email is going to be to your advantage and Slack really helps to cut down on the amount of email that you receive in order to communicate. Okay, super, super useful. And I'll be adding on a new virtual assistant, like I mentioned, for to help me manage my virtual summits. So once I add that new VA into the mix, she'll also be added to Slack and she'll also be a part of that communication and be a part of those channels. So it's a great way if you have a, a remote team, it's a great way to stay in constant communication with them. It also, it can go on your phone, it can just be on your desktop, you can use it on a web application if you want to. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use it and it's like the best thing in the world. Another way that Slack can be used is for community in a membership site. So I'm actually in a paid membership community right now as a member, and it's a, it's a Slack community. Um, really, really cool. I love it, actually. It's a very low-cost membership. It's the Work Brighter membership by Brittany Berger. And the I won't talk too much about the membership because that's not the purpose of this conversation. That's a story for another day. But it's all in Slack. So in that uh, Slack account, there's lots of different channels and it's a great way to network with other people. Really easy to use. And since I already use Slack, it was just really easy to add on another account to my profile. So the way it works is you can be a member of lots of different Slack accounts and just have it under one application, okay? Um, which I love. I'm a member of like one, two, three, four, like seven different Slack accounts right now. <laughs> um, and they're all just under my Slack window and I can toggle between all the different Slack accounts really easily and it's just all nice, neat, and organized. So obviously, as you can see, I'm a big fan of Slack. It's more efficient. It's really organized. It helps you get shit done. It's, it's really good. Okay, that's all I have for you guys. Those are my six top tools that I use to help me sell more digital products. Some of them are truly like digital product oriented and others are more organizational stuff where I can, if I'm organized in the back end of my business, obviously I'm gonna be more efficient in the message that I portray to my customers and how much quality work I can produce and get done and out there into the world. Um, but hopefully you found a new tool today that is interesting to you, to you or gave you a new idea for something that you wanna add to your business or even remove from your business. But if you ever have any questions about tools that I use or my experience with a certain tool that you're considering, just ask me. I mean, I'm super reachable. Find me on Instagram at Edenfried. Send me a DM and we can talk about it there. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode with all of the links to every tool that we talked about today. All right, Rebels, you know the drill. Keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. Keep showing up.